Oh, hey, everybody. How are we doing? Well, <laughs> doing a British accent can get tiring. Mine was good. Mine was okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining with Two Americas. It's the greatest show on earth. You see politicians disappearing like magic. It's whimsical. It's like it's at the theater. <laughs> you see Afghanis falling from planes. You see Kamala Harris not cackling for once. Mm. Maybe you can see her today attacking a 20-year-old intern and making her cry. Maybe you see her pointing fingers at Joe Biden, blaming him for the problems that she's having. As the whole world is. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps you'll see a general or two talking about wokeness and inclusivity instead of global defense or security. Hmm. All kinds of funny things because the world's a stage and you're all players in the game. <laughs> Welcome to politics as theater. Why are they always lying? Why are they always lying? Why are they always lying? We have so many things to discuss with you today, so we're going to be firing off quite rapidly. So we hope that your seatbelt is buckled and you are ready because we are here to debunk, destroy, and annihilate the leftist narrative one topic at a time by pointing out hypocrisy and lies. So take off your masks, ladies and gentlemen, as we expose them. Because mm -hmm. let me tell you, everything is theater. Like Maybe we need to explain deeper. Perhaps we should. What, what, what we're trying to say perhaps, here. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> Politics is theater. Everything that the people on the left do is like, 
it's like smoke and mirrors trying to distract you from what's really going on or they're trying to distract you from the real issue at hand or what's really actually affecting everyday Americans. And that's kind of what we want to talk about. They go, oh, look at this issue right here. Someone's a racist. While meanwhile, they're diddling kids in the back. Right. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I'm laughing. It's actually happening. It is. Uh, I mean, we, we would like. Let's start with Andrew Cuomo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only was this guy pretending that he cared about women, pretending that he was a strong feminist and that any man like Kavanaugh, for instance, should mm -hmm. be held accountable if he mm -hmm. harassed women. And then, of course, he had to resign in shame for doing mm -hmm. what? Harassing women. But mm -hmm. here's the best part. People were so interested in keeping the narrative and keeping Cuomo propped up that they were actually people like Trevor Noah calling themselves Cuomo sexuals. Cuomo sexuals, baby. Now, oh, here's yeah. the thing. We don't actually think they wanted to sleep with Cuomo. I Some of I them hope did. hope not. Some of them did. I think it was just another poke at people like us, a way to kind of like poke at their opposition. But let's be real. Like, it's like propping up a rapist to debunk rape. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. They were trying to make him a hero. And I still don't really understand why at the time, like, I mean, he was at the time killing all the grandmas and grandpas in the world. He was he was screwing the pooch when it came to COVID in New York. And they were still like, he's doing a great job. Fantastic job. And he's actually, the best governor. In he's America. doing such a great job that I want him to be my lover. They literally gave him an Emmy. Yeah. An entertainment award mm -hmm. for being a good governor on television. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. It it's was almost bizarre. like it's all theater. Theater, darling. Theater. theater. Oh. Ugh. And then we also have the uh, papers place mm -hmm. happening in not just in Europe, not just in other countries, but in San Francisco now in Los Angeles. It is now required mm -hmm. for you to have vaccine passports. Mm -hmm. uh, in some cases in L.A., they're going to mandate it when you're outdoors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is And this is to insane. prove that we ain't lying. Because we ain't lying. They lying. You know, and people might ask, what are they lying about exactly? They tell you they want a mandate. What do you mean they're lying? Oh, what we mean is the narrative. What it's they really the narrative. believe. What they're talking about all the time is things like voter ID is so racist. Mm -hmm. Trump's a racist meanie. The people in Georgia are racist. They're mm -hmm. trying to disenfranchise black people. It's racism Jim to have Crow an ID. Why would Mexicans need to have an ID to vote? That's racism. And then suddenly everybody needs an ID to breathe outside. Uh, and also, in addition, uh, you remember you get a vaccine and... Uh, you can go wherever you want without being bothered. Yeah. Not no moho. It's all theater. Theater. Oh, let's move on. What else do we have? Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Did you see this photo? Mm -hmm. This photo shoot from the Danish gay pride thingamajig? Am I going to be afraid? I think we should all be afraid. A lot of assless chaps in this photo. Oh, my, my bad. There weren't assless chaps. Just a lot of man nipples. Just, just tight. And real tight pleather shorts. That can't be comfortable. I don't understand why the child's in the photo. If they were, if they were chicks, I would be like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of yeast infections about to happen. You know, they always tell us like the LGBTQ stuff is just love. You know, we should just accept it. Why are we making all these accusations about homosexuals being predators and preying on the children? You know, they used to have PSAs back in the fifties and sixties, like they were the homosexual. He's a 
predator and they show like some creepy white guy with like a hat and glasses like he's some kind of like russian kgb agent sitting in his car watching kids on a playground and so like this his mustache and so it's like yeah and so of course it's like okay well that's a little over the top and maybe like too broad of a definition but then you publish photos like this and it gets awards and applause it's like there is no reason for a child that is prepubescent to be in this photo with these people doing their weird flex and clearly she just wants to freaking swing on the swing set like like let's be real the only reason that they want this child in the photo is because they want to indoctrinate the child dun 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 some of them I'm willing to bet if we dug into their history, probably look at the child the same way they look at someone else in assless chaps. But no, they're not predators. No, this is all perfectly normal and we should just accept it. The LGBT, the militant LGBTQ, we talked about that in a, in a past show. Go look at it uh, and, and listen to it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've had a ton of gay friends over the years, lesbians, mm-hmm. gay men. Mm-hmm. Every time I put this kind of stuff out, they react the exact same way I do. But like, ooh. Yeah, like, why is that happening? That kid doesn't need to be there. That's inappropriate. What is going on? Exactly. It's the activists. You folks. mean like normal people? The ones that speak for all the gays weren't elected by the gays. They're predators. <sighs> it's all theater. Darn it. It's all theater. Theater. Theater, darling. Oh, and then, of course, speaking of theater and speaking of over the top accents and uh, affected mannerisms, TikTokers in the White House. TikTok on the clock. Oh, now this one. What was his name again? Benny Drama. Yes, Benny Drama. I had a reaction video uh, to Mr. Drama. On the left are his actual nails that he put on himself. So yeah, that is not Jen Psaki's hand. That is his hand holding that cup. I was going to say, did we have to debunk this? I quite believe that this gentleman would be the type to have his own nails. No, if you watch the video, he's going like this and his, yeah, he's got long white oh, nails. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw his claws. Wow, wow, wow. So everything is theater. Look over here. Look at the TikTokers. Aren't they cool? Look, he has a gay accent and funny hair and he has girl nails. And he goes like this and he has a purse. Right? It's so funny and fierce. (laughs) Don't look over here at the real issues. Look over there. (laughs) Ignore the fact that we're hiding all kinds of dirty dirt from you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all theater. theater and you are darling. easily distracted proles. Theater. Welcome to the theater. Speaking of which, what's this about Lori Lightfoot? She doesn't want masks at Lollapalooza? She did not, no. She dressed up as like a superhero that cleaned germs. And then she denied Ella French, a young mother who was a police officer who got shot in the face, a proper tribute because she said it would violate COVID restrictions. But then she had Lollapalooza two weeks before that. Theater, darling. Theater. Oh, my. Why you always lying? Oh Why my. you always lying? Here's the thing, folks. Mm-hmm. Hypocrisy is to be expected. Mm-hmm. We're humans. We have human nature. Mm-hmm. But when it's a politician mm-hmm. and there's an agenda mm-hmm. and the media gets on board. Preach. You have to start connecting the dots. Well. It's sort of like that meme with that guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's looking super strung out and he's got like the giant conspiracy board with all the things connected. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be strung out and have a giant board to see this conspiracy. It's a really bad production, folks. It's kind of right in the face. Theater, darling. You theater. can literally see the backdrops falling over in the background and they're just shushing you as they close the curtain. Shh. You got to pay more attention. Smoke folks. and mirrors, baby. Smoke and freaking mirrors. Oh my goodness! I have so many topics. This is fantastic. Oh, we're just gonna blaze through this. Ish. Colored Dems hate whites. I think you're not allowed to say that. Um, I can say it because I ain't scared. Colored Dems hate whites, but they love to sleep with them. Oh, look at them! Look at Kamala Harris with her white man. Look at all those whiny. Your white man ain't cuter than my white man. White supremacist colonizers. 
Hey, baby. Your white man ain't cuter than my white man. Oh. I got the best looking white man of this bunch. You know, looked in the pictures? Yeah, I am Including looking. the bottom mm-hmm. two. <laughs> Don Lemon. You know, white men are predators. You know, the best part about it is he, Whoopi Goldberg can be on this list. Is she, she got dating a white a, woman? She's married to a French white woman. I didn't know she was married to a woman. That was a joke. She's married to a French white woman. She literally includes her in her stand-up and does like the French accent and stuff. Whoopi Goldberg? Correct. Wow. Has been for a while now, actually, I think. Dang, Danny Glover did a number on her. Uh, yeah, I can only imagine. Wow, 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 wow. So they say white men are predators and shouldn't trust them mm. and white supremacy. Meanwhile, in the sheets, <laughs> what was it? Something in the streets, colonizer in the sheets, baby. Pretty much. Hey, listen, white is right. I get it. But don't lie about it. If it's right, it's right. Don't hate. Appreciate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But listen, it's all theater. They don't actually hate white people. No. They don't actually feel or endorse or practice any of the things that they preach on their shows. It's entertainment, folks. It's entertainment narrative that they get paid and they get power and they get prestige to perform. You think Whoopi Goldberg is acting any less in her part in Ghost than she is on The View? Grow up, you fucking simps. Grow up. It's an entertainment complex. Everything they say and do is manufactured for a reason. Mm -hmm. I used to work in that industry. Nothing is real. Even their marriages are freaking arranged sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Grow up. Theater, darling. Theater. 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 Oh, my goodness. Oh, Texas Dems and their Underground Railroad to D.C. Mm-hmm. Sounds so, they were saving the day, honey. It just sounds so heroic. When you saving like that. the freaking day. They were like, we are free, We are Harriet Tubman. We are Moses. <laughs> and then they infected the president's and, office. Yep. And got folks sick. And they flew without masks. <laughs> and then they had the balls to ask for care packages. We're posting tweets of having to do their own laundry in the sink like it was heroic. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how many bloomers I've washed in the sink in my day? (laughs) You got to do what you got to do, baby. And then when the Texas Supreme Court decided that he could keep up with this sort of arrest, they started sending people out, sergeant in arms, to give them arrest warrants. Oh, that made my day. That I mean, man, that takes a, a pair of kahunas. I wish Greg Abbott would do something about the border as well, but the, you know, can't ask for too much. Well, you know what? Listen, as much as I might be an ideological ally of Greg's in many ways, even him sending the sergeant of arms to read them their warrants, but not actually arresting them and forcing them back in chains, is still political theater. Theater, darling, theater, theater. theater. Unless those people are being dragged out by their hair, it's not law enforcement. It's Theater. Because if we did something wrong, how fast would we get arrested? My eyes would be swollen shut from pepper spray. I'd probably have a lot of bruises and lacerations, and I would be threatening lawsuits that they would be promptly ignoring. Some white cop would body slam me on top of my head on the sidewalk. No, you're too cute. He'd probably just gently escort you and ask for your number. Call me when you get out of prison, baby. That's what we call privilege, ladies and gentlemen. Beauty. Oh, my goodness. These (laughs) Democrats... Democrats. Democrats. Oh, look. We have more theater. Oh, more dear. theater. Theater. Theater, Sean darling. King and Rachel Dolezal. No, no, these are oldies but goodies, but dun, sometimes dun, dun, it's dun. important to revisit the classics. Uh, Talcum you, you X. Know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm black. You know, I'm just a little light-skinned. Yeah, my hair's straight. Yeah, I don't have a nappy hair on my body. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm black. I look at this guy and I 
besides the nose? Uh-uh, I'm a sister. Like I'm a, like I'm I, like I'm really a sister. That is. No. I'm just like that woman could have given birth to me. I just I'm just light skin. Not to mention all that hair on your top of your head. Okay, I've had braids. Her neck hurts. She's a liar. <laughs> her neck doesn't have the appropriate muscle to have accommodated that hairstyle her whole life. You remember the other day we were carrying workout equipment, uh -huh. and I was trying to carry it like this, and I said, oh, "I'm going to do my what my ancestors did. Put that issue on top of my head. Yep. It was so comfortable." It's real. That's a thing. Your, your black ancestors started pounding drums because you were putting it on your head. Yeah. Genetically up in here, I'm strong. She doesn't have it. You can see her neck was weak. Look at that. <laughs> Look, her face is like agony. This hairstyle is really She's difficult, like, but the uh, black points are worth uh, it. I can do it. <laughs> oh, darling, we have comments. Let's see what people have to say. Oh, thank you. It's all theater, folks. Even Rachel Dolezal. I do not believe she thinks she's black. I think she believes that if she acts black, it creates a persona that makes her feel special. It, it is the razzle-dazzle. I love Chicago. Razzle-dazzle. I don't know. I don't remember no, that bit. that's not how it goes. All right. Well, don't shame me on freaking <laughs> show. Just let me fail on my own, right? Tuesday. On the Urban Conservative, every or Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Sorry. It's okay. I'm not good at plugs either. <laughs> Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Oh Excellent. My Let's get back to it because I'm excited. Oh, well. Her neck hurt. Okay. Black conservatives are really white supremacists. We are. Mm hmm I hate I, I hate black Dang. People. They made him look rough in that Didn't photo. Didn't they? He, and he's such a nice guy. Like, I didn't... Like, He's so sweet and tender and gentle. Like, I think he will cut a nigga, but <laughs> he's so sweet at the same time. And he's a lifesaver. Literally, he saves lives. Or has. For those of you who aren't watching, we pulled up a picture of Dr. Ben Carson oh, under yeah, sorry this about that, very listeners. damning headline. You know, black conservatives are white supremacists. And let's let's be real, folks. It's not true. For every single white person out there who's always wanted to hatefully say the N-word to a black person... They all just got a free pass because the media gave them one. Anytime a black person wanders off the plantation, all these white folks just gleefully puff up with joy because they get a chance to drop the old dreaded N-word, but it's okay because it's a conservative. Let me just say something. Theater. Um, that, that plantation thing, that does not apply to me. I was never a Democrat ever in my whole life. Well, it applies to many other people, but so God I bless you I for never off. having to pick cotton. I didn't. <laughs> Democrat cotton, specifically. <laughs> I never had to pick Democrat cotton. I didn't either. Another tobacco. Excellent. I never picked no backer for no Democrat, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no massive. Nope. You oh. know, my family actually did pick, pick uh, or they picked uh, tobacco. You told me this. Yes. Your mom and her sisters at one point picked tobacco. Yes, but they were not slaves either. Anyway. They were just Pope. <laughs> <laughs> what? They were. <laughs> this is pointing out the obvious. I hope they're not watching. <laughs> he didn't mean nothing by it, Mama. I promise, Mama. Oh, you know I love you, Angela. <laughs> All right. Next, darling. Uh, What's the next show on the must go on. Act 15 for the theater. Huh? We can't say master bedroom because slavery. The term is insensitive. Yep, that's a real thing. You know, this came out actually a while ago. I remember seeing this probably last year, but then a lot of people just kind of laughed it out of existence. But according to this headline by Jordan Davidson, 
He's bringing it back into relevance as of August 10th, 2021. Apparently, it's come back up in the news cycle. Several real estate groups are going along with this. Ah, oh, the theater. So, but you know what? I didn't see. I didn't see what they placed replaced it with. So, in the comment section, if we can't say master bedroom because massa, what can Massive we? Bedroom. What can we replace it with? Yeah, I mean, like, and and main bedroom doesn't count because that's not that's not fun. You know what I mean? I just don't understand because you have you have bedrooms, you have guest bedrooms, and they're designed differently. And everybody understands there's a basic square footage allotment that you're going to give to a guest bedroom if you're like an architect running CAD software, right? Mm -hmm. So when you say master bedroom, every architect knows like, oh, I'm going to expand this by so many square feet and blah, 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 blah. Well, so you got to say it different. Oh, God. Look at Raheem. <laughs> he calls it mommy and daddy sex room. Dear listen, listen. God. I think that's hilarious <laughs> and also accurate. However, it's just not appropriate when you're talking to an architect. Raheem. <laughs> listen, I like master bedroom. It made sense. Nobody ever thought of it in terms of slavery. But now we got to call it massive bedroom just to piss them off. <laughs> I am not doing that because people are really going to think we have a thing going on. <laughs> he's only dating her because he's got a slave on a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, I knew it. <laughs> you remember how all those people, when you and I first started dating, would call me like a Nazi and say I was going to burn a cross on your lawn. And how's it today? The guy oh, from the KKK. Your mayonnaise. They said, oh, how's mayonnaise? Or one guy, he's like, Brad. How's Brad? Listen, I'll take Brad. Listen, his name is not Brad. It's a perfectly it's Scott. legitimate name. It's still super white, but it's not Brad. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, you can't please everybody. But that was a nice little brief intermission, but we have to continue the theater because we want to overwhelm you with I it. I apologize. This is how our world works. I have to be inundated with this crap every day. And so now you too need to be inundated with this crap. The show there. must go on. No. Ah, the next one regression. Mm. Segregation was bad, obviously. Mm hmm. I mean, we used to celebrate how like the National Guard came down to Mississippi to force all the mean white racist folks out of the way so the black girl could go to school. Keyword used to. Now the black girls are telling us to segregate again. Yay. Oh, my God. Elementary school allegedly created black classes to segregate students. One parent is fighting back. Listen, they have to say allegedly. I don't. This is factually correct. They did at they this did, elementary school create black classes and white classes to segregate the kill children. Now, here's the best part. They didn't tell anyone. Yeah. The parents found out after the fact and was like, what? You, you want to know it's real cute? I dug around in some forums. Anecdotal. I'm not going to publish this as truth, but I'm going to put it out there. I dug around in some forums. This is happening all over the country. And when that one got exposed and put all over the media, they all suddenly had to quietly start pretending to put the kids back together again. That is insane, Scotty. That is so crazy. Why are, like, why are we regressing? We're going back in time, literally. People listen to the theater and they think, oh, look, they're real people just like me. And they have feelings just like me. And they have emotions just like me. They must be interested in me they must think i am important all of these celebrities and the Whoopi goldbergs and all these imbram x candies they really are up there because they care about me freaking dolts they don't care they're there to take your money they're there to gain power and they have an agenda to push the regressive nature of the left is outstanding i mean they're outstandingly effective yes it's effective but it 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 blows my mind. Like we went to a, a critical race theory uh -huh. uh, a panel 
last night that Which I moderated. Which she moderated, and she was fantastic. Thank you. I, I got to ask questions. <laughs> Very good questions while great. looking really cute. It was great. <laughs> I was swinging my hair for the, the listeners. That you almost day. knocked her headphones off in a really cute no, way. No, I didn't. They stayed on. Anyway, you're messing up my thunder here. What I'm trying to say is that what in the world, why are we regressing back to like what Hitler thought? You know what I mean? It was like back to Jim. They're like, no more Jim Jim Crow 2.0 about voter ID. Meanwhile, they're secretly segregating the blacks and the whites. Where did the devil that they put the Hispanics? Where do they put the mixed kids? That's interesting. That's what mm. I want to know. Where do they put the mixed kids? You know what it's going to be like? It's going to be like prison rules. So let's say you and I have a kid, which hopefully we will soon. You and I have a kid and he comes out soon. and he comes out a little more toffee colored like mom. And cinnamon, he goes to prison. All right. The black guys will see that and they'll think, okay, he looks more like us. We'll claim him. But let's, or maybe the Hispanics. Maybe he'll have hair like yours. Ah, but see, maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe he comes out a little more like Latino looking and a little, you know, like kind of mm -hmm. on daddy's side. Well, guess what? Now he's either going to be white or Hispanic and they're going to claim him. My mixed cousins that you've met, they have Hispanics coming up them, coming up to them. And it's like, I'm the. I mean, I guess that was an African dialect. Wait a second. Let me get my let me get my Hispanic. <laughs> As you can see, we're not fit for theater. <laughs> it's just so like you're licking something. Is that supposed to be African? That's an African dialect. It's deep. It's deep in the in the jungle. Every African right now is like that is very she offensive. She's a liar. She is full of shit. <laughs> I do not talk like this. Wait, side I do note. not use my tongue. I do not click. Why do they, Why do you Americans think we do this? Your ancestors did help. <laughs> side note. Side, side note. When uh, the we went to a mead convention this past weekend. Yes, mead, M E A D, as in honey liquor. Yes, and we had to uh, wear name tags, which I hate because my name starts with an N. Like if I just tell my people my name is Zinga, they're like, oh, okay. If I if it's they see it spelled, they're like ninja, and, and so I'm just like, man, come on, man. So I had to wear a name tag, and these two white guys, they were super nice guys, and they were like, oh, Zinga, yeah, and like that's African. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and we we went back and forth a little bit, and then they were like, yeah, you know, I've all I'm almost only exclusively dated African girls. <laughs> creepy oh okay mm. little did they know i'm not african i'm just named after an african woman <laughs> i thought that was funny speaking <sighs> of african you wow. get hit on based on your name and speaking of girls who runs them who runs the world girls who runs the world girls who run this mother girls. not girls except for the gay men in the makeup and fashion industry they really run the dun, world dun, dun. Let's be real, lady. It's almost all of your beauty standards, all of, almost all of your fashion, almost your affectations, everything. Even your attitude is derived from popular media. And what does popular media push the hardest? Gay men. Also, his lips look really great, which is putting me to shame, and I don't like it. <laughs> These men, I'm telling you, when I go and, like, when I wanted to learn some makeup stuff, obviously you go – on YouTube so you can see it happen. And these these men are so good at makeup. And it's like, part of me is like, I don't want to watch the men do makeup. And then a part of you is like, but I want to learn how to put my bronzer on. Mm -hmm. And they do it so well. But here's the thing, the contouring and all the stuff that the, I mean, you don't know what I'm talking about, but for the ladies that are watching, <laughs> like the contouring and the makeup, um, the 
the makeup style that the Kardashians are, have made famous. It's where you put like light and then dark and then you blend it together mm -hmm. and it gives you that like contoured look. Sure. So it just makes you look really good. That comes from uh, drag queens and stuff because they were trying to make their nose look slend more slender, their, their uh, jaw They're and trying stuff to look artificially more feminize their faces, mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of the things that we do as women with makeup and stuff, some of that ish comes from gay, from gay uh, dudes. Um, not some, most. I would say some. Yeah, drag makeup. Would you say Jenny? Guinea. It's not Guinea because that would be racist. That's going to be Ginny as in I the British version. Ginny. But I wanted to say Guinea, but I know that that's a racial term. Oh, Jenny, we apologize. Just hey, rapping. people call me Ninja. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cute and I love you. But that's the thing, people. It's all theater. It's not about women. It's about whoever can do it the best or whoever gets marketed the best. And mm -hmm. let's be real. What do they market the hardest towards all of us? Trans and gay folks. They're the authority on everything, whether it comes to urbane culture. They are the height of urbanity. Whether it comes to beauty standards for women, it is dictated by gay and trans men. Do you think more people would watch our show if you came out as gay? If we No, no, no. If you came out as a woman and then we were a lesbian couple? The fact that people could pull the mental gymnastics to actually believe that that was possible is hilarious. To me. And I'll come out as a man and then I'll get pregnant. And then you can chest feed with your hairy ass nipples. <laughs> Wait a second. You need to retract that statement this, right now. This baby, this baby's not getting any bigger. In fact, it's, it's shriveling up like it's dying. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm trying to feed it with love <laughs> and chest hair. That baby's like. Think of uh, think of Stewie being ch chest feeded <laughs> by Peter Griffin. Ah, <laughs> uh, those Americas, how we doing, a duel? Thank you for tuning in. A Ali. I always have to shout out to my boss, ladies and gentlemen, because he's the one who keeps us. You got two bosses on the network. Oh, Raheem's always here, though. He's like our biggest fan. Uh-uh. You see, Raheem, I appreciate you. That was not appreciation in his voice. It was pure appreciation. I just phrased it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the show must go on. I know that you've all had some popcorn and had a chance to think about that horrible mental image of a man chest feeding their child. No, specifically you chest feeding child. Mm, actually, I think people might like that. Ew. Come on. Have you seen me? Your kid's going to kill people. I'm uncomfortable. But Obama and his elite friends won't. Mm. Oh, oh, the banner's in the way. It's okay. Obama had a real banging birthday party, which we've commented on, and so has all of social media. But then there's your kid stuck at child. school. He's so cute. Wearing a mask for eight hours a day. His teacher doesn't give a crap because she's a leftist activist harpy, and she really does want your kid to become one of her proles. Or die. She doesn't really care. It's all for the cause. <laughs> but then there's Obama and all of his ilk and all the celebrities always whining about masks and safety and parroting all the talking points that they've been given. But then when you give them a chance to party at Martha's Vineyard, the masks go right off. Oh, and, and who he was partying with, all celebrities. They were all the important people that can sing and play guitar all and piano and like dance and stuff. It was those people. Those people are more important than us. I bet you there were a lot of makeup artists in that crowd. I wonder, ooh, I wonder if Billy Porter was there. You could look it up. They have the whole uh, guest list online. Oh, I haven't looked it up. Do you, do you know who Billy Porter is? Do you remember him? 
know. He's the one that goes to the award shows and he wears dresses and stuff. And he has a man, husband, boyfriend. I'm straight. I don't. I don't know things like that. You, Billy Porter, Scotty. I'm straight. Zynga. Talk so that I can look this up. Well, while Zynga looks up this celebrity that I don't give a rip about because I'm straight and I'm cis and I'm white and hetero. I'm going to entertain the audience with more of my commentary about Obama. Speaking of which, do we believe that this is Obama's third term as president? I hear that rhetoric getting tossed around online quite a bit. Personally, I don't think so. I think Obama would have done a better job of hiding his evil. I think Joe Biden's just such an idiot. He can't hide it. And I think people that he hires and the kind of people who handle him are also idiots. Because anybody who thinks that Joe Biden makes a good president has to be an idiot by default, given all of the possible candidates out there. Ah, okay. You ready? So Billy Porter, go ahead. That's him. That looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is over the top as a person. I'm now, for those of you who can't see, you have a black individual with some kind of weird black and gold sequin bodysuit thing with wings and like an angel wings, and a crown yep. and like gold boots with heels. It's, it's a man. It's basically a man that's trying to evoke everything events everything except masculinity mm-hmm. in the male form. And again, why would I need to know who this is? Um, because we talked about uh, gay people. <clears throat> oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> okay, uno mas, I promise, and I'm done. If you had a bunch of really beautiful, like, top-tier models in a room with Billy Porter, and Billy Porter started doing that bitchy gay routine where he started telling them all about their flaws and, like, how they need to do their makeup better and this, that, and the other – do you think he'd get run out of the room or do you think they'd all laugh and pretend like he was the authority on them? They would go with, they would go along with it. Right. And I think every sane person who knows anything about this stuff would agree. This is what we call 70s chic. This is, what? What is this? This is Billy Porter with his clutch. I'm Wasn't, saying, I've seen I, that hat. Wasn't that hat battery operated to move the little curtains I, I don't, I don't. in front of his the face? The only reason why I know he's, who he is because I, I ran across a picture online. And I was like, oh, that person, that that's a man with a dress on. Mm-hmm. This is but what the, they want the, to turn your children into, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why I bring him um, bring him up is because uh, he's a, he was at the DNC mm-hmm. and he was doing a song. Stop. Yeah, what's that sound? Everybody knows Which what's was going. really creepy. Yeah, it was very, very odd. I remember watching that. Very, very odd. But he is, uh, he's theatrical. I mean, he wears a dress. He, he's and he calls himself I think he calls himself a man I'm not sure but either way he's presenting as a female a lot of times it's, right. it's almost like androgynous he he wears female clothes and then he puts on a you know just for a quick yeah. second out of curiosity my own edification this is a question I've asked a lot but I want to ask the audience do you consider the way that gays act and behave as feminized or uniquely gay wait say that again the way that gays act, see, the way I perceive gays acting is, is that they essentially want to be women and they suck at it. So they create these crappy facsimiles of like over the top feminization, like stereotypes, and then they act it out in real life. And then like slowly but surely the mask eats their face and it, they become the joke. But a lot of people have a theory that there's there's there, it's like a distinctly different set of qualities and personalities from feminine. I don't think so. I think. I think men and women are different, and I think when one side tries to be the other, they overdo it. 
Do you right. remember? I think it was Saturday night. We were hanging out, mm-hmm. and I said, "Did you see that that chick?" First of all, she was shorter than me. I'm about five four guys, and I weigh like a hundred. She petite and cute. I'm I'm like a hundred and ten pounds. Spinner like pizza. And this 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 woman was smaller than me. She had a suit on, button up shirt. Her hair was short, and she had it kind of slick to the side. I and she I was doing that kind of like um, that uh, Joe Pesci in a Italian mob movie boss walk like she owned the street and i'm and she walked by and i was literally looking down at her and she walked by and i wasn't wearing heels i don't think i can't remember i I wasn't wearing heels. i was not wearing heels. if you were gay you would know what she was wearing no i was i'm talking about what i was wearing i was wearing regular boots so i wasn't wearing something that lifted me up high in Mm -hmm. the sky and i'm looking down at her she's walking by and i'm like wow and i was like scott you see how this is how women act like men they overdo it and the opposite yes. does the same thing. Okay, I remember. Yes. So mm-hmm. we had this very butch lesbian doing the butch routine with the, you know, the, the, the hair swept to the side, the high and tight, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of pudgy middle-aged dad bod. No, she was small. She wasn't big. She was a little on the pudgy side. I remember looking. Oh, you were looking, huh? Oh, okay. You were looking at that gut. You were looking at another female. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you only constitute half of the population. <laughs> Calm down. Well. Anyhow. The show must go on. Let's discuss a few things. Men having babies? That's one I think is hilarious. How many of you out there actually believe men can have babies? Please send us your hate. Now, here's the thing. Let me explain this picture. So for those listening, I'm showing you an article. I did not make this up. This is real. Um, But we hear these stories all the the time, so it's not odd for us. At this point, yeah, nothing shocks us anymore. So there's a a couple with a child. Um, It's an interracial couple, uh, a white and a Caucasian. The white is presented- Black and a Caucasian. What did I say? You said a white and a Caucasian. A Caucasian and a black. Which is redundant. Sorry. That's double colonizer. Oh, sorry. It's not double colonizer. It's uh, colonizer and colonized. Uh, (laughs) The- the, uh, person presenting as a male is a female. The person presenting as a female is a male. What happened is the male, the f- the one presenting as a male had the child, carried the child within its womb and had it. So this is like a story that says man- men can have baby because that person says that she is a man. Everything about that is confusing, isn't it, folks? Right. It's it's very hard to, to explain. And if, if you... Listen to the podcast. It. I hope I did not confuse you. If you're watching, it makes sense. <laughs> listen, listen, folks. Again, it's all theater. Its purpose isn't to be understood. It can't be understood because the rules are ever changing. Well, it's abstract theater. Right. Theater. Oh. The idea is to confuse you, to confuse your children, and to break down social norms and to destroy the family. Mm-hmm. It's neo-Marxism. Mm-hmm. Whether they personally ascribe to it or not, they're playing their role in a larger play. Theater. If I say theater one more time in that next. <laughs> Listen, you say it as many times as you want. It's your show. They can't cancel us. Ow. Black people are literally being hunted despite the only ones killing them are black men with guns and black women at Planned Parenthood. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that one got Ooh. spicy. Ooh. Oh. That one stung. I've personally never been to a Planned Parenthood. Gee, I, I hope not. I've walked by a couple of them, though. Mm. And I look at it and I spit. I've been inside one before. Really? You know why? You don't want to talk about it? Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, um, 
listen, black folks, if you actually believe that we're hunting you, first of all, you're retarded. That's delusion. Secondly, all you have to do is like pull up rudimentary crime statistics in your neighborhoods to see that most of the crime, if it's real violent, is coming from people that are swarthy. Not this guy. Not the people that look like this guy. <laughs> but everyone's known that for decades and decades and decades and decades. We've used the same talking points to try and shake you out of your craziness, to shake you out of this lie. And everybody just keeps quoting stuff like, well, what about so-and-so? What about George Floyd? What about this guy? Yeah, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, wait, first of all, those are debatable anyway, but you literally just had a drive-by in your neighborhood where a seven-year-old got shot in the head. Yep. Why didn't you bring that up? So can I talk about a conversation I had via Instagram? I'm doing it. Yeah, you didn't have to ask my permission. Because you're taking a sip and you can't say yay or nay. Um, mm. So it was at the height of the George Floyd stuff. And this chick that I used to hang out with, um, she goes, she gets on Instagram and she makes a video. And she's like, uh, she says, you know, talking to white people, blah, blah, blah. And she says something to the effect of, um, w she's on Instagram, by the way, she goes, we can't say anything because if we talk, we get killed. Wait, what? And I'm like, have was this the Taliban? Honey, you're on Instagram talking about it. She was just talking about like the the living as a black American and how terrible it is. Oh, I've seen and that. And I was like, what what? <laughs> and so I said, I told her how terribly wrong she was. I comment because I, I was I think I was in a mood. Maybe I was hormonal that day and I just mm. was not putting up with it. And so I, I commented back and I told her how wrong she was. And then I go, I said, just like I think it was like just last month um, on an award show, Anthony Anderson was looking at Jimmy Kimmel, I think, mm. or one of those comedians is white comedians. And he's like, say Black Lives Matter. Say it again. Say it again, Jimmy. Say it louder. He's yelling at this guy on national TV to, to scream Black Lives Matter. You could tell that was not scripted. That was not pre-planned. He did that on the fly. And then the comedian was like, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. It, is, it was I, a hostage situation. Felt, yeah, he had to do it. He's, <laughs> he's in front of millions of people. He's got a whole theater full of people mm. that he, he had to say it. And I was like, he did not get killed. A sniper didn't take him out. He didn't get stabbed in the stomach on the way out of, out of the, uh, the stadium. Like, that is not a real thing. You're literally on Instagram and your, your profile isn't private. And you're talking about your thoughts and feelings on race relations in America for everybody to see it. You're a freaking idiot. I didn't, I didn't tell her she was an idiot because I was trying to make her understand. But I was thinking, what a freaking idiot. This doesn't make any sense. And she literally goes, well, that's your opinion, and I disagree with it. And I commented back, that's not an opinion. That's real life. That's what happens all the time. I'm not telling you an opinion. I'm telling you what really happens. And she she just was like, well, uh, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. So here's the, here's the thing, folks. It's all theater. So people like this, even when they're talking to commenters that disagree with them and they make these comments, it's still part of the act. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's saying isn't true. It's demonstrably not true. 
it's it's actually being debunked by the fact that she is even discussing it and getting likes for it on social media when millions because, of people can see it. Because social media has facilitated the option for all people to be players in their own stage performances, because we have access to the entire world and we could possibly blow up and go viral in a moment's notice just for hitting the right social note. Yep. People have discovered this and realized this. And so that we've all decided to play a part, mm -hmm. but people are playing the part now in their own lives. Essentially everything you're seeing is theater. Now day-to-day -day lives, people's opinions, people's beliefs, they're false, but slowly, but surely the mask begins to eat you. Because theater gets you social currency, right? Theater and gets the likes, theater you know, gets it's, the clicks. It's, it's, it's why people who go to Hollywood stay in Hollywood is because they get addicted. Mm -hmm. You know, they get addicted to the sense. power, to the prestige, to the access, to all of it. And if, and if it meant losing all of that to say something was untrue, then you're going to lie gleefully. Yep. Why would you give that up? Why would you give all that up? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a part of Joe Biden that's still relatively sane and cognizant somewhere deep down for one or two seconds a day. You're optimistic. That's probably going like, huh, Joe, what are you doing? This is all bullshit. No. You need to tell someone. No, he's going, huh, Joe, what are you doing? That's not the toilet. Rocky Road. Ew. Rocky Road. It's my favorite ice cream. Joe, you remember that time you were on your age and I let you sit in my lap? Uh, that's Can't my you go favorite. go back to being that way? And we haven't touched each other in years because she got old. I like to think of her when she was 13. <laughs> now I just have this raggedy lady. She's a little wrinkled. Walking around, bossing me around. <laughs> uh, where's that little Asian girl? <laughs> hey, speaking of service, give me a child to sniff. Speaking of. Bring in one of those migrant kids. They're cute. Our Afghan girl's cute. I've never touched one. <laughs> Let's correct that, gentlemen. <laughs> speaking of Asians. Asians need to date Asians because my white supremacy. Uh-oh. Z has been on top of everything. Except for that one. But she didn't have a graphic for that one. I did. I just did not upload it. Well, I had a, uh, I had an interesting little encounter on social media where some Asian hoity-toity, you know, CRT-believing Black Lives Matter activists, hashtag she, her pronouns, the whole bit. Jeez. She basically was talking about how uh, there's a problem with Asians in the West dating white men because they think they're superior to Asian men. And she was saying how problematic that was. And then the next photo is her with her white boyfriend. <laughs> and he looks like a dude from, ah, there it is. She got it. And the next picture is a person of her with like her like OC looking boyfriend from SoCal. <laughs> and it's just, you, you, yeah. I mean, look at this look guy. At him. He looks like he works at Hollister. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, it's all theater. They don't believe any of this. It's a grift. It's a way to make money. It's a way to make clout because they have put their finger in the wind and they figured out that people love this ish. Can we read? Can we read what she said here? Can you read that? Uh, yes. So there are women who do play into the white supremacist idea that Asian men are less masculine than other men. And that's a problem. Followed by. Bam. The OC with his now, shoulder Brad. length hair and his chest hair coming out. His chest hair. He's got a Hawaiian shirt and she's up on him. I mean, it's not a 
provocative photo. It's actually a cute photograph. No, they look I like a say. happy couple. And then they're in normal circumstances. And I'd be like, oh, they're going to have cute little half yellow babies. Instead, I'm kind of hoping that they all have cancer. If I, mm, hey, as a survivor, I take offense to that. If I can be honest, I don't like when white men have long hair like that. You're always asking me to grow my hair out. Not like that. Shoulder length. What's the upper limit on my hair here? I need to understand. To your eyes. Wait. So like here? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of hair. Actually up further. Right here? Further. Here? There. For those of you who can't see, I'm literally putting my finger on my forehead. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we've got comments. I love comments because they're usually spicy. Kapow! You got him down packed with the voices. Mm. So who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Because I feel like I do. Wait, no, that's not a good one. That's a smoking Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) No, okay. Every time we go (gasps) at the house, your dog goes. Oh, my dog dog, is Every time I do a a Joe Biden voice at my house, my dog literally gets pissed off. He doesn't like it. It's, It's actually really funny. Speaking of the Biden family, we keep seeing naked photos of Hunter Biden. It's like the entire internet is just sitting on this giant treasure trove of dad bod. Can you read that, darling? Uh, you know, the comments are kind of in my way up top there with the little thingies. Can't move it. Don't talk about Hunter exposure of our corrupt business dealings with Ukraine and China, followed by a picture with, you know, his Hunter. son. The mainstream media always protects us, right, dad? They do. Well, yeah. Must be nice. I was going to actually show some some naked pictures of Joe Bi- of uh, Hunter Biden with the uh, blurries around the, the, the you know, the, 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 the genitalia, the junk. But I decided not to because we're a family friendly uh, program. Not most of the time, but yeah, theoretically. We are. We're a family friendly program. Darn it. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Genitalia is coming at you. <laughs> but First you know, of all, what an ugly body. You know, the, the, There's a- anybody that ever needed a planet fitness. It's Hunter Biden. Listen, listen, if, I, I remember when the Bush's daughters got a lot of grief because they in were the drunk media because they were partiers. drunks. Mm-hmm. I remember when people went after uh, Obama's kids because they were partiers and they smoked weed. Went after ish. Well, some right-wingers did. Mm-hmm. They were twerking, those whores. And then there was, you know, I mean, this is this has been true. Like, people were attaching, attacking Baron Trump. For what? Being tall? Yeah. Playing with Legos? Literally, just, I mean, just he's for so being, young. Like, there, was, you? there was some headline that was like super nasty because he like, they said he never smiles and something that means he's so He doesn't, but he just looks like an angst, like not an angsty teenager, but he looks like a shy kid. He looks like, yeah. He just like there's always really cameras tall. around him and he's long and lanky and his, his arms are too long for his body at the moment. But he's going to be like the last super tall, like. What is he like already Powerful, like 6'5 or something? Rich, good looking dude. And he's a cutie, isn't he? He looks like his mom. But then when Hunter Biden, the smartest man I have ever known, loses two laptops, loses two laptops and a bunch of crack and a bunch of incriminating evidence, and the media says nothing. And then let and <laughs> your face. <laughs> If you watch this show, or if you don't watch this show and you just listen, his his face is when he gets mad. It's so funny. <laughs> and then I can't even remember what I was gonna say. Sorry, I he overwhelmed her. I overwhelmed her. For those of you who are just listening so in, you're evil. like, what is what is wrong with these two? Like, get through it already. Oh, I was gonna say, why does he keep letting people take pictures of him while he's naked? 
I mean, it's so it's not like if one. If you look at the way, it's that, a lot. If you look at the quality of the photos and you look at the graininess and everything, it looks like it's being taken from a laptop webcam in low light, which means that he probably likes to record all of his hijinks and sexual encounters for first for later fappening. <gasps> hey, uh, what's fappening? Back in the day, we just kept doing it over and over again. Back in the we day, we have a video camera. Back in the day, we looked at the lingerie section of the Sears catalog. Uh, I was selling a corn pop that one time, you know. Hey, I'll do it, and then you do the same thing I do, and that way I can watch you and pretend like I'm watching myself. Oh my God, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to act like you're 12. <laughs> no, that's no, no, more like a 15. It's too old. Jill, how's it been to help you, help you with your homework? <laughs> Are you doing long division yet, Jill? Pretend I'm your professor. <laughs> I'm a child molester. And I'm your president. <laughs> Afghan's falling from play. That was like four or five days ago. Come on, man. <laughs> Where's that Afghani girl I asked for? As president. As President of the United States, I'm making corn pop. My head advisor. I think corn pop's the one who shot Ashley Babbitt. We finally identified him. <laughs> you so <stupid. laughs> I'd like to say that it was an act of self-defense. Corn pop is no longer a criminal. He's given his life to Muhammad. Changed his ways. And he was Gainfully employed with the Secret Service. And no. when Ashley Babbitt broke through that glass window, well, he thought his life was threatened. His mandate was to protect the senators and the other government employees in that building. And so he heroically shot her in the face. And because now, that's what Corton Pop does. Now, since he's serving Muhammad and Allah, he doesn't violate women, only goats. Which I personally think is very limiting, but who am I to judge as an inclusive president? Uh, you know what I, I, I the rabbits. You diddle rabbits? That's a new one on me. And I'm a child molester. <laughs> I don't molest children. I just sniff them a little bit. <sighs> they like it. That's the sound you hear with Joe Biden in your ear. Speaking of, millionaire blacks are oppressed? Oh, yeah. What? I forgot about the theater. Really? The theater. <laughs> it's all theater, folks. It's all theater. <laughs> Oh, my. This guy. He's oppressed. Colin Kaepernick, the oppressed millionaire, says a headline. Steve Horton? Hooten? Sorry, my eyes aren't that good. I don't care. He doesn't deserve recognition because he's a hack. I'm not going to stand up, show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Well, first of all, you're only half black and your parents are white. So calm down there. Ibram X. Kendi. That's the new Martin Luther King right there, bro. You know, the fact that every global corporation was behind him. Doesn't that seem a little suspicious? Seriously, folks, think about this for a second. Let's put all the joking aside. No. You have the support of global conglomerations, most politicians, every university, virtually every entertainment mogul, billionaires, even people who you've never met in Europe who just run think tanks, you have true institutional power. Nike endorses what Colin Kaepernick says. Freaking Nike, which actually builds their shoes on the backs of Chinese slave labor. 
and Uyghurs. Do you really believe that Colin Kaepernick is oppressed when he has the support of the entire global superstructure? Theater. Theater, darling. Theater. Get your tickets, folks. It's easily duping time. Uh. Morons. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. He's like, I make millions of dollars, but white people are still doing things to me that I don't like. Do you think his parents like invite him over for like Sunday, you know, dinner time with the family and he comes over and he's like, oh my God, I just made like another $10 million telling everyone that you guys suck. And they're like, I know, isn't that great? I have always wondered, how does he relate with his adopted parents? Are like, are, are they estranged? Are they like, you know, we can't hang out with you because you're doing all this stuff. Or are they, are they excited because he, they're giving him, or he's giving them kickbacks? Like, is he buying them boats? Like what, what is happening here? Like, it's, how do you have a good relationship uh, that way? grift but you know what i think it's a grift but at the same time he did start dating a woman that's all like black power and i think she changed him. remember what we said about arranged marriages dear god you're right gotta be keep your thinking cap Scotty, on this you're sweetness. so smart this is why you're with me i have a thinking cap it's always on baby stop being cute stop it right now we have a show to do <laughs> Okay. We can't be distracted by your cuteness. Last but not least, Hollywood sucks, but they blame anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. Mm, show them an example, sweetness. Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad. This is an article by Mashable. The Suicide Squad failed at the box office. Yeah, it didn't fail. It crashed and burned. Mm -hmm. Anti-vaxxers own a lot of the blame. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's their fault. You're going to make a crappy girl power suck up wannabe movie that nobody, including girls, wants to see because it's just bad. It's badly written, badly acted, pointless, flopping crap in a sea of like superhero movies where people have access to literally like 20 different streaming services on their Roku or Amazon smart TV. You expect them to go out and pay money to see that crap and then blame it on people not taking the vaccine. Calm down, Mashable. That even that even even for your audiences, that's that's a that's a theatrical that's a theatrical move that's going to get a couple booze. There's a channel that I like to watch on YouTube called The Critical Drinker. He <clears> reminds <throat> me of you if you were Scottish and made prostitute jokes all the time and curse. Sounds it, like my kind of guy. You curse less than he does too. Um, he. He did a, a very, very good video about the Suicide Squad. He was like, okay, it was kind of fun here and there. But he's, he still said it was kind of poorly written and the storyline and blah, 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 blah. So the whole thing about Hollywood right now is, first of all, there's like hardly an original idea. Secondly, um, people just can't write because they're always trying to be inclusive. They're, they make the woman the big bad, you know heroin and all the men are always idiots which is the part of the problem it's not just that the women like there was salt you remember salt that movie with yeah, angelina yeah, jolie that movie was pretty cool they didn't make the men in the movie idiots though and so now they do that and so anyway this doesn't have necessarily anything to do with suicide squad squad specifically but the critique on hollywood right now from a lot of people is we want a good story or is there anything original coming coming out of it and so instead of looking at who they hire which the critical drinker will also go back to let's see who who wrote the movie who directed the movie and all of that jazz and it's always like some like black or chinese woman or some simp type of guy or cuck 
that writes the movie and then they hire some they do some like diversity hire of a director who's only done like one movie and they give them this massively but this massive budget movie to direct and it's it's above their pay grade they're not ready for it yet and but it's it's a chinese woman i think she's the one that directed suicide squad so of course we gotta you know and it's just it's so it's everything's so stupid and as we keep saying everything is theater and instead of saying Yes, instead of saying maybe we're doing something wrong here, they're like, you know who it is? It's those people that don't don't want the vaccine. That that that's why our movie didn't do good. It's not our fault. You know why Corey came to see my show? It's because they don't like vaccine. That's why I'm talented. I'm talented director. So so far we've been racist on this show. Yes, we've been um, sexist on this show. Mm -hmm. We've been uh, homophobic on this show. Definitely, and we've made fun of too transphobic and we've made fun of um muslims in the middle east we've also accused the sitting president of the united states of being a child molester and a fraud no we didn't accuse it was a joke i did it was a joke for me don't send me to jail because they'll send me to jail before they send you to jail Mm -mm. black privilege race black privilege no i don't have black privilege i read that for me i'm i'm thinking i remember hearing they kick off team and ended contract kaepernick i don't know oh yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like he. I think he started off really good, and then he just went. Um, you know, it's it's perfectly valid. Something you can look up. Um, that that's what happened. KG is right. That's literally what happened. I don't care. Oh, he's not a sports guy. Everybody. No, it's not that. I just just don't give a rip about Colin Kaepernick. But it's important because he blamed the reason why he didn't get a job on white supremacy. But it's really because he just stopped being good. He peaked, and then he he was never all that great to begin with. Well, he was okay. But I mean, if you look at his performance stuff, and I actually do know a fair thing about sports ball, I just don't care that much. Actually, Did you say sports ball? Yes, he was very much. <laughs> he was very much not in a competitive bracket when it came to other quarterbacks. There were a lot of other people out there in his in his bracket in terms of cost and time and investment who would be a better picks. Yeah, later on, but I'm talking about how he started off. Like, and I'm talking they, about they, they praised him as a second coming of Jesus, and he was mediocre at best. Like, mm-hmm. that's a false. That's a bad investment. But I'm saying he was okay at first, and then he just he got worse and worse and worse. So he went like, but it didn't. The okay didn't last very long. Still, honestly, this but this is all part of the theater. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think most adults think, that the reason he started doing all this activism crap was because he knew his football career was going to end. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to milk up as much media time as he could to become famous doing something other than sports ball. Well, somebody that doesn't play that much, I mean, he still got a contract with Nike. So All he had to do was kneel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, baby. As much as fun as the theater is, at a certain point, the curtain does have to come down and we have to move on to our next segment. Okay. You wanted me to react to something? I did. What do you got? Um, okay. So this is uh, Scotty Reacts. We're going to skip the intro thing for the sake of time because I really want to get to this. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm always ready. Remember remember the rule? You cannot talk during it. I will zip my lips. All right. I want to have babies before I'm like 26. Do you have health insurance? Welcome to the strangest blind date ever. Hey, how you doing? Damn, how you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? What is your ideal woman? Personality for me is everything. Ash first, personality second. You're the best looking devil I've ever seen. This is really weird right now. <laughs> Would you count this as a weird experience for you? Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so, I like your fin. <laughs> so what if I pick you and I'm not what you expect underneath? Wow! 
I've kissed this girl, and I don't know what she looks like. I'm literally just, like, in love with the moment. Pull. Oh! Whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. Oh! Time has come. This is going to be really tough for me. I can't choose both of you. I've made my decision. My sexy beast is... There's interspecies relationships happening on my grounds. I won't stand for it. Reaction. So for those of you who didn't have to be exposed to that um, with your eyes, there's this new show on Netflix apparently called Sexy Beasts, which is essentially a dating show where they take a bunch of contestants and they put them in the most bizarre makeup they can come up with under this pretense that it's like, oh, they have to get to know the real person instead of getting to know what they look like. You know, sort of the Beauty and the Beast whole bit, falling in love with somebody for their personality, blah, blah, blah. So essentially what they're doing is, is that they're just recreating internet dating. Yeah. With a lot of the, makeup and prosthesis. Yeah. It, I've I've watched clips of some episode and it's 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 also none of these people again, it's all theater. None of these people are having authentic experiences, folks. It's scripted. And if it's not scripted, it's called what we do guidelining, where a bunch of people come in, production assistants, directors, a DP of photography, and they say, All right, we're gonna have the two of you going down the street in a carriage. We want you to do a poncy British accent. And we want you to say something about interracial stuff. I don't care how you do it. Just just make an interracial joke or make a, an interspecies joke. It'd be even better. Some bestiality in there would be funny because, you know, you're a beast. And then he's, he's, you know, he does a couple takes and they maybe rack the carriage up and they do it again. That's what reality TV actually is. So, no. So you didn't like it or, what, I mean, what? What, what about so anything are we I just said gives you the impression I would watch this? You didn't say, so how, how do I know? <laughs> Listen, I actually, I actually, I actually think using makeup and all these creature effects and stuff is really cool because I think it's more interesting than CGI in some ways. That's why I think like the old like I mean, it was really good Henson work. movies and stuff like that from the eighties and nineties, or like the puppeteer work on Yoda was better than CGI Yoda. Like this kind of stuff, I actually appreciate. So I think it's it is impressive work. Mm -hmm. I think the premise is annoying because reality TV shows in general, first of all, don't reflect reality, and second. It, it's, it's just bad writing. It's cliche jokes. None of these people actually care about one another. All of them are actors. I've met them. I've met the people who do these reality shows. They aren't going to fall in love with anybody. They're literally doing a bit to raise their profile and add work to their resume so they can go do something better. Okay, question. Um, so the way that Scott and I met, if you haven't watched our interracial couple video, where we talk, didn't we talk about how we met on that video? I don't remember. I don't it, think so. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, don't, so I don't. I don't think we talked about it too much. We haven't talked about it on the show either. We, it has. I to, just. It has to come up. Okay. Well, we met online on uh, in an app called Hinge. 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 Is that like the British way? Of saying That's it? how white girls say it. Hinge. Hinge. We Hinge. met on Hinge, and um, the first time, the first date we went on was uh, we met at the park, and then Scott taught me. He gave me like an intro to Krav Maga lesson. <laughs> And his dog was there, uh, and I was like, what the? It took me a second, but now Wilbur likes me-ish sometimes. He loves you. He's just waiting for you to come around. He he likes me if I if I take him on a long walk. I have to take him on a long walk and sweat. He doesn't like me if I don't take him on a long walk. When I take him, anyway, I'm getting off subject. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is if 
or what the question I want to ask you is if I showed up in some makeup like that and was like, I want to see if you really like me <laughs> before you actually see the way that I look, what would you have done? I think my reaction, if you came at me looking like one of those people would be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then when I got over the shock, it would be like, oh, you're insane. So for the folks that are listening, the, 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 the makeup was intense. It was like movie makeup. It was like making like monsters. Face, and, yeah, like a like, scarecrow was in there. I saw a guy that looked like, like a, a tree. One guy looked like a puppet. Yeah. I've watched a couple of these clips and I was like, this would be so funny to show Scott. So that's why I want to show you that. So thank you so much for watching this segment. Scotty reacts <laughs> to stupid ish. <laughs> there is so much stupid ish. So much stupid ish. <laughs> This is what happens when you shut down the entire world and the entertainment industry runs out of ideas. Yep. Listen, folks, the world may be hilarious and it may be enjoyable to mock it, but sometimes it gets a little feisty and it tries to come back and bite you, which is why we need to discuss our next use of force. Don't. I guess I can play it. Play the banner. You worked hard on it. I'm sorry. Come on. That wasn't. No, I'm not going to do it. No, you're going to play the banner. Sometimes there's some videos that even make me cringe a little bit. Mm. And that takes quite a bit of blood and guts and sheer malevolence. So for those of you who are watching this that are under the age of 18, any parents that are watching this with their children, I would encourage you to understand that this following clip is going to be extremely violent. There will be blood and there will be weapons involved. So if that's not something you want your children to watch, shoo them on out of the room. Uh, for the rest of you, this is something that may save your life. Pay attention. So what we have in this following clip, because there is no audio, is a gentleman apparently in the financial district in New York City was at an ATM uh, minding his own business when a black gentleman, a little bit taller than he is, walks in with a hatchet in the right hand Oof. and attacks him to the leg. Gentleman Oof. turns around. He gets another shot to the head, which he successfully stops, but then another one hits him in the head successfully, Ugh. at which point the attack continues. The man continues hacking at him with this hatchet. They struggle for a while. Oh my God. The man manages to escape a little bit and then gets kicked over by the attacker, at which point the hatchet continues to come down. Oh. He is now bloody. His white shirt is covered in blood, and he keeps reaching for the hatchet as the attacks continue and they wander off camera. Oh, my God. At this point, the attacker continues to attack, but not the individual. He attacks the ATM machines themselves and then wanders out. Um, for those of you who were just listening to my Jeez. crappy narration of that video, it doesn't quite do it justice. Oh this is God. a terrifying situation. And what you have to understand is, is that there are malevolent, evil, and crazy people in the world who will simply pick up a power tool, simply pick up something sharp, something heavy, and just decide to go and create as much mayhem as possible before a cop inevitably puts them down. Oh, my God. What you have to do is understand how to protect yourself when this goes down. And given this particular situation, it, it's it's difficult. Um, you know, one of the things I always like to point out about weapons, bladed weapons, is that they're the most dangerous thing to confront. And it's the most dangerous subject to teach. You know, when you're dealing with a pistol or any other kind of firearm, you have one point of entry or exit for the um, projectile, mm -hmm. which means that if the barrel is redirected in any way or held in a position where it can't shoot you, well, it's effectively meaningless at that point. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a weight in the attacker's hands. But the thing about bladed weapons or impact weapons is, is that as long as they can move, they can cause damage. Even mm-hmm. at close quarters, if you try to grab a knife or grab an axe head, you're still getting cut. You're still getting serious injury. And uh, this is what makes them so brutally effective, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, thousands of years of warfare featured things like axes. Well, it's a lot easier to go and get a hatchet from Lowe's and then walk into a bank and start hacking people to pieces than it is in New York to go and get a nine millimeter, isn't it? Right. So crazy guy here didn't have to work very hard to acquire this tool. And um, he wanders in and this gentleman is minding his own business using an ATM when he gets attacked in the leg from behind by an ax. Mm-hmm. Talk about ruining your day. Well, do you have any kind of training to help you deal with surprise stress? So you see, the, one of the problems that I have with most martial arts, and I, I know you had a question, sweetheart, and I'll get to it. One of the problems I have with most martial arts is, is they don't do any stress inoculation. Mm. One of the things you have to do as a proper martial arts instructor is prepare people for the realities of combat and the realities of stress, um, cortisol, the way your adrenaline functions, the way your body functions under duress. If you haven't done stress drilling of any of your martial arts techniques, they won't work properly. So whether you're doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Krav Maga, Karate, Kung Fu, Capoeira, whatever, if you don't stress drill this in simulated real life like encounters where you actually have to respond either from surprise, from behind, under duress, in low lighting, with crazy music playing, with different types of stimuli, then you can't trust that it's going to work when a crazy black guy comes up at you in a bank and hacks you in the back of the leg. So this is why I encourage almost everybody to get some kind of martial arts training that helps you deal with terror, that helps you deal with your physiological and mental response to stimuli. You know, you take somebody like um, a professional MMA fighter and he gets hacked in the back of the leg by an ax he's going to have a different response than like 99% of global population, right? He's going to recognize like, holy crap, something terrible is happening to me. That really hurts. There's probably a threat behind me and he may engage faster than a normal person. But most people would simply turn in that situation and like this gentleman did start panicking and reaching out. Um, You had a question. Go ahead. I think one of the things that he did wrong, and you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he meaning the, the guy that got hacked, Right. I think one of the things he did wrong is when he was at the ATM and the guy walked by behind him, he didn't look at him. Mm-hmm. The gentleman, for those that are listening, didn't hide the hatchet. He when he comes out, he walks and, in with an extended out to his right. Mm-hmm. Very obvious. He could have seen that hatchet and been like, "What the heck?" and maybe gotten away or just walk, whatever. He didn't even look at him. In that gentleman's defense, when you're engaging with a computer screen or an ATM or anything like including when I do it, I'm completely focused on what I'm doing. Well, maybe it's a female thing because, you know, the multitasking thing. Because when, I, when I'm when i doing things and I, I, I'm always like this, I'm always doing, like not in my phone necessarily, which I, I need to change. But when I'm at the ATM, even if I'm in my car, I'm looking at my window. I'm also using those two little mirrors that they mm-hmm. give you to see if someone's walking up on you. I think it's unrealistic to expect people who have to interact with screens most of their life, as in they have since childhood, to change their focus every single time they do it, especially when they've had so many years of people not attacking them with an axe. Here's another question then. But someone that has like you, you were encouraging folks to get martial arts training, someone 
that does that, would they be more aware? Not necessarily. Mm. There's plenty of times where I go to a bank, Wells Fargo, what have you, and I'm on the inter- on the on the screen interacting with the little menu for a few seconds, where I'm completely blind to the world around me. Mm. And I think that that's true of anybody. And I think any yeah. martial artist who tells you like, no, I'm always at like condition yellow is a liar. We all get distracted. What matters isn't so much the devices and always being aware because again, that's good advice, but it's not practical advice given our world. Mm-hmm. You have to increase your awareness, yes. But when a blindside attack comes at you from behind and you're focusing on your paycheck and you literally have never been hit with an ax before, which most of us can relate to, mm-hmm. it's it's natural to be surprised by it. What mm-hmm. I think is more important in context to this video, and would you mind playing it again for those of us who are actually watching the video? What's more important is what do you do after the attack happens? Mm-hmm. And what you'll see in this video is that the gentleman struggles. He does the best he can with obviously no training. And what most people tend to do is, is they tend to reach out towards the threat, whether it's fists, whether it's an ax, whether it's a baseball bat, their arms extend forward as an instinctive flinch response to try and stop the threat. Mm -hmm. Now he actually does a decent job here, at least for a second of trying to control the arm with the ax in it, but eventually is overpowered and hit several times. Oof, my geez. God, I don't, I don't, oh it's, it's difficult to watch. It doesn't look like he hit him too hard. I mean, you know. now people are going to ask me, well, what should we do? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things you need to think about is, is that an ax, a baseball bat, anything that is an impact weapon where it requires momentum in order to cause damage. The best thing you can do if you can't completely eradicate the distance of it, meaning getting away or barricading between the two of you or closing a door or putting furniture between you and them or whatever, if that's not an option, the best thing you can do is get inside, getting as close as humanly possible. If I have a baseball bat and I swing like this or a golf club, the point of impact that has the most momentum and the most physical force and can cause the most damage is the point at the tip, mm-hmm. the, the head of the ax, the tip of the baseball bat, the head of a golf club. The best thing that I can do if I know that you're going to make a swing at me is to get inside and cut off that swing before it has a chance to fully develop its momentum and hit its target. So if I have somebody going like this with a hatchet, the best thing I can do if I can't just run away and leave the scene is to get inside and secure the arm Mm -hmm. and then start going to town on my attacker the best way I can. So maybe you're smaller, maybe you've had no combat training, but if you see someone coming in with you in an ax and you can't just turn around safely and run away, the best thing you can do is get your arm up, block the arm, and then get in and take a hug. Secure that arm and smash it against their body, fight the wrist, get two hands on the arm that is attacking with the weapon, and just struggle until help arrives because you literally have no other options. So this is a terrifying, terrible, worst case scenario type situation. But since we are literally just letting people out of prison because COVID and, and, there, and the there's murderers the and then we've got crazy Afghanis showing up on C-17s, we don't know who they are. We don't know if they're good or bad We don't know people. who's crossing the border. We don't know who helps us, who likes America, who chants death to America. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know. You're going to see lots and lots and lots of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And it is going to continue to accelerate to the point to where things that you would never imagine in your wildest dreams will happen. Like a black dude wandering in and just deciding to hit you with a freaking axe while you're taking a deposit or a withdrawal. Yep. So here's my practical advice itemized. First of all, good awareness will prevent this stuff from happening, hopefully. However, 
awareness isn't always going to work out. There will be times where you're going to be too focused on the screen and somebody's going to hit you in the back of the leg and tear a ligament with a freaking axe. If that happens, stress drilling, training, your initial response could be everything. If you turned around and your first response is bam, and you just respond extremely aggressively and you overpower your assailant, maybe you can avoid all those other hatchet shots to your head and neck, but you have to have had the training. Also. Pew, pew. Here's the problem though. Pew, pew at close quarters while an ax is raining down on your head. By the time you actually shoot, neutralize the attacker, maybe you've taken five or six shots with a deadly weapon. Well, the stress training, maybe that'll help as well. Getting in and controlling the arm is your first priority. Being able to safely draw the weapon is your second. Mm-hmm. You need distance to pull a gun. Mm, okay. Right? So that's one of those things to think about. So for those shooters out there who would have posited the same as Z, where it's like, well, I would just shoot them. Try doing that to a crazy dude who's coming at you and he's just flailing with an axe and see how many shots you get off on target accurately while you're getting hit. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? Right. You need to be able to control the arm and then safely deploy your weapon. Mm. Now, luckily, there are people who actually have programs like this who can train you to do this kind of thing. Uh, Fit to Fight with Ryan Hoover. He has this kind of training. Krav Maga goes over this kind of training and other types of Krav Maga. Um, there's MMA Would BJJ had been useful in that since from you're what having I've seen, to grapple and control? Or? From what I've seen, no. Okay. However, the Gracies have been coming up with much more um, – effective real world programs that integrate sort of like law enforcement style programs where they have retention and like draw and present and that sort of thing included in their program. So maybe with them, uh, but I can't, I can't really attest mm. to it since I haven't taken it personally. I've okay. only seen a couple seminars, but um, this is the kind of thing where you're going to need to get some real world type training. If you want to be prepared for these types of scenarios. Now, if you want to just roll the dice and gamble on this sort of stuff, be my guest. But um if you're responsible for a bunch of people and you dying is a problem for a lot of people, it might behoove you to at least try and stress drill and prepare for these worst case scenarios. So you at least have options. Um, one little anecdote and then I'll wrap this up. I had a student of mine when I was still a Krav Maga instructor and we did this big gun seminar. So we did a bunch of like gun disarms. Like, like if you're unarmed and somebody presents a pistol and they present it from different angles and different scenarios. And we did all these distress drills and that sort of thing. And he did really well. Uh, he was like 22 and he was, uh, he was, he was pursuing a master's. He had just graduated. And so he was walking away from the university, a local university of ours. And uh, a guy was tailing him and it was making him uncomfortable because it was, you know, late at night, it's like 10 PM. And so he had to walk across this sort of shady convenience store parking lot to get to his car, which is in a poorly lit area. So he kind of led the guy out to where like the neon lights at the convenience store, like kept him pretty well illuminated. And they turned around and he said, why are you following me? Well, it was a younger black guy, kind of like, you know, like a white tee that was oversized and some baggy pants. He looked kind of dirty and he was, holding, he was holding a serrated kitchen knife in his right hand. And he said, give me your money and give me your keys. The guy just told him, no, my student. So the guy came at him and tried to do one of these sort of shiving motions. Mm -hmm. And he said he had never done knife defense. He hadn't gotten to that level on Krav Maga, which is a more advanced level, but he had done the gun seminar literally like four days prior. So he said he just did a gun takeaway and he mimicked the same motions, but instead of grabbing the knife, which he knew he'd cut him, he'd grab the guy in the wrist. And then he started pounding the guy in the face and driving him back. They crashed into one of those um, pillars that they have in the parking lots to protect people from driving too far forward or whatever. And this caused them to flip places. And suddenly the guy who was driving and punching his attacker with the knife, he got flipped around and was falling on his back. So he remembered, he said, what he had learned in 
like a level three class, which was a basic arm bar. So he was like, I have control of this knife. I'm going to keep control of it with two hands. I'm going to pug it to my chest so he can't swing it around. And I'm going to put him in an arm bar position, which he did quickly. The guy continued to fight and try to pull and that sort of thing and tried to hit him with his other arm. And he said, if you don't stop fighting me, I'm going to break your arm. And the guy continued to fight him. So he went, arched his hips and he heard an audible pop. And he said the guy screamed, let go of the knife and ran. Well, moral of the story is not so much that I taught somebody to save their life, but that he was able to apply a principle that wasn't directly related to the incident. Mm -hmm. He was just able to do a thing that was similar Mm -hmm. because he was under stress. His body reacted because he had done stress drills over and over and over again that were similar-ish to a knife takeaway, even though they were designed for a gun, which is the way Krav Maga is designed rudimentary caveman type movements that are pretty simple and easy to apply under stress. Mm-hmm. Some are better than others and some teachers in Krav Maga are better than others. But this is an example of how you need to train people. If you're going to be prepared for an axe wielding lunatic, it needs to be simple, direct, extremely aggressive, and something you can replicate under psychological and physical duress. If you aren't training like that, you're going to end up chewed to pieces. Question. Yeah. Uh, KG says, so what if they're bigger than you? Is there a special place to grab the, the arm, like the shoulder or something like that? You need to get two hands on, of control on the arm. That's all that really matters. When it comes to an axe-wielding lunatic like this, if you can get two hands on the wrist or the forearm or wherever, great. But it all depends on what you're going for as far as grabs and control. For instance, if you can get one hand on the wrist and one hand above the elbow and get something like a Russian two-on-one, you're going to have more leverage and control because now you have control over where the arm is going and they aren't able to articulate their arm. But let's be real, guys. You're not going to be able to have me tell you this and then you're going to be able to go replicate it in real life. You need to go and train. Go work with wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Go work in BJJ. Go Krav Maga. Do something. I can't tell you what to do specifically. I can only talk principles. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I told you like, oh, yeah, you know, if you have an axe coming at you, you're just going to redirect the arm and do this, that, and the other. And then you get chopped to pieces. I'd be a little pissed at me, right? Because it's like I, I gave you false advice. What you need to do is you need to get out there and actually do the drills. Spend the money. Spend the time. Sweat on the mat. Freak yourself out a little bit in an artificial environment so mm-hmm. that you don't have to die in a real one. Anyway, that's that's all I have to say about that. Excellent. Thank you so much for watching Use of Force. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Scott Daniel Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so the next uh looks crazy. It's okay. You were talking hard too. Then the uh next segment is get to know us. Get to know Scotty. Get to know That music always makes me feel romantic. <laughs> Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You know what? You go first this time, baby. I've been talking a lot. Okay. These are things I actually do enjoy. As you already know, I'm a member of the Blaze TV, and I love Jason Whitlock's new show. And actually, it fills my time up since I can't watch uh, Steven Crowder in the morning. I miss, miss Steven Crowder in the morning, but Jason Whitlock and Uncle Jimmy are just as entertaining. <laughs> so here's a new uh, rap video that they just came out with. Though I've grown a lot, I still freak with the spots where big mamas rock the crock pots. The ladies pay homage, but the fast food joints say Big J fell off. When my last meal was from Sonic. 
representing for the fearless all across the world. Grill. I'm in the drop tubes and I love big girls. Grill. Taking my time to marinate my meats. And I still like my salads with croutons and beets. It's big oh. sexy. Since the last time you heard from me. What's with that look? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what that look is. But for the second time I won't play the whole thing. But if you don't watch Jason Whitlock and <laughs> it's a new show called Fearless, go look at it on YouTube. It's actually really good. And while you're looking at it on YouTube, go to the Urban Conservative and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm. <laughs> so that's things that I like. What do you hate, my dear? You wanna know? Absolutely. I hate the fact that we can't trust our president and we don't know what the devil's going on and he doesn't know either. Dr. Sherwood, are we uh, moving? Joe Biden, wake up. Joe Biden, wake up. 9-11. One of the things that, that, that I strongly believe is Joe Biden, wake up. Okay, again for the sake of time, I went for the whole thing. <laughs> that is amazing. I ran across that on Instagram and I was like, oh, I hate this, but I love it so much, but I also hate it. Joe Biden. <laughs> because everyone's, everyone's blaming him for Afghanistan and what's going on there. And I'm like, do you guys really think he's calling the shots? <laughs> like, he isn't. It's his fault. Sure, we have to blame him for historical purposes because 100 years from now, we can't be like, oh, well, here's a clip of Joe Biden. Like, we don't have time for that when we're doing the news. So we just say, oh, the Biden administration. Yeah. Let's face it, this is Jill running things. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Joe Biden. I hate that we can't trust our freaking president. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I've heard the Manchurian candidate references a few times. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it's got to be. He's just there to kind of fill a spot, and he's always like, if I if, if I don't read off this this card, I'll get in trouble with my st my st They have pictures of me going to Epstein Island. Yeah, they're gonna do whatever they say. Mm -hmm. Quiet down, Jill. I'm okay. doing this for you and Hunter. Things you love. So the things I love. Um, actually, if you wouldn't mind going onto YouTube while I'm talking to them and pulling this up, because I, I I remember I was talking about C.S. Lewis doodles. Um, it was something I loved in a previous episode. In this episode, I also wanted to um, talk about a YouTube channel that I find uh, very useful, entertaining, and extremely informative. And it's a great tool for people who want to talk about Christianity. It's called The Bible Project. Um, a couple of content creators got together with some really high-tech um, you know, infographics, and they essentially create um, these really well-done, very artful, very concise videos explaining various um, topics in the Bible and their analysis is, you know, correct right. as far as uh, Christianity is concerned. I haven't seen anything that contradicts or mm -hmm. um, adds in like a political agenda. So um, if you haven't seen these, they're really impressive and the production quality is insane. And um, I don't know, maybe we could pull one up on mute or even with audio. Sure. Um, is this being shared? It is. Book of the Revelation of Jesus. The author of this book, which is not called Revelations, by the way, is named at the beginning. It was written by John, which could refer to the beloved disciple who wrote the gospel and the letters of John, or it could be a different John, a messianic Jewish prophet who traveled about and taught in the early church. Whichever John it was, he makes clear in the opening paragraph what kind of book he has written. He calls it, first of all, a revelation or apocalypse. Yeah, that's enough, my the dear. Greek word is but these are these are 
really well done. And I get a lot of questions about Christianity. Occasionally the topics come up. Um, people, people want to ask me, you know, sort of a theodicy, the, the you know, like why does God allow bad things to happen in the world? Or what did Jesus mean by this quote? Or what is sin really? Um, is it okay to defend yourself or should Christians be a pacifist? They basically address all of these questions and more, and they do so with these really tight, well-executed little videos with these really great illustrations. And because of their success, their quality has only increased dramatically. Um, I watched one this morning that was really extremely impressive. Mm -hmm. And so if that's something that, you know, maybe you're, maybe you've kind of tangled with Christianity a little bit, maybe you've had questions about the Bible even if you're not a believer, these things are extremely interesting. Yeah. And if you are a believer, they're a fascinating tool to give to people if you don't necessarily have the best answers and you're not the most eloquent person, but you want to offer a genuine witness to somebody and you want to give them something you think will be a good utility, a good tool. Um, I strongly recommend The Bible Project on YouTube. It's good stuff. Um, the uh, things that I hate. Well, I hate diet soda. Let let me explain for a second. Hold on. You literally are willing to imbibe Americans specifically, um, just absurd giant amounts of pure granulated cane sugar and like corn processed fructose, right? It's it, your diet is just 90% sugar. It seems like even the sauces you get at restaurants, you know why they're so delicious? Salt, sugar and sugar. Um, you guys are just drowning yourselves in this stuff. And diet soda is literally the same terrible thing, except worse somehow because it's now being artificially sweetened by cancer or carcinogenous chemicals or things like stevia, which is like lab grown crap that tastes nothing like sugar. So let me get this straight. People in, in like you always see these mothers where they like invest in this large amount of like Coke Zero or like diet soda, and then they drink like something like 32 of these a day. Studies have shown that people will imbibe like twice as much diet soda as they will just the regular version. Mm -hmm. And then they end up causing themselves all these health problems and other issues. And they're like, well, but it's okay. It's diet, right? We've been having this debate for like 40 years now, and somehow people haven't figured out yet. Because there's still people buying diet soda. They're still buying zero soda. You do realize that the zero trend, everything being zero, is literally just a repackaging of diet. It's no different, right? People need to get, get their act together. Either drink the Coke, drink the Pepsi, drink the Mountain Dew, or don't. But you putting diet on the label and drinking like a crappier chemically sweetened version that tastes like crap just to impress your friends ain't impressing anybody and nobody believes you because you're still huge. Mm. All right. If you're going to be a fat pig and you're going to drink like 30 Mountain Dews, just drink the real Mountain Dew. We'll respect you more. At least you're making a good decision at that point because it tastes better. Like if you're going to indulge yourself, indulge yourself all the way. Don't be like, I'm only going to have three quarters of the tiramisu instead of the whole thing. <laughs> just eat the damn tiramisu. We'll be impressed by your sheer greed. Okay, and enough with that cursing. <laughs> Tonight has been quite the night. We have had a great time. We're glad that you all tuned in, and thank you for taking this ride with us, but we have to go.
Yeah, we've gone pretty long tonight. That's okay. We had a lot to discuss. I had a good ladies listen to. It's your fault. <sighs> you can get it going. Listen, this is pre-recorded. No, no it's not. It's live. It's going to get recorded. People are going to watch it later. No, it's fine. All no, right. we'll wait. We'll save it, and then I'll do it, and it'll be great. All right, then, darling. <laughs> but listen, all, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Tune into the Urban Conservative, where you can hear more content from creators like us, David Hensley, Rahul, and Adahim. Did I just say Rahul? You You've got me saying it now. You did what I do. Rahim and Adahim and Clarence true Henderson, Urban Conservatives, the mm -hmm. original Conservative twins. Yep. Clarence Henderson, mm -hmm. a civil rights hero, and also a new feature on the programs. Yes. The Red Cup special every um, last Friday of every month. It's going to be fun. Uh, Rahul. Don't say it. Oh, Jeez. Adul, Raheem, Scott, and myself all get ourselves a red cup full of some nice spirits. And we drink it and we discuss topics of the month. We've already pre-aired, or I'm sorry, we've already recorded one episode. Expect that soon. The mm -hmm. inaugural episode of the Red Cup. On the 27th. And there will be more forthcoming have a drink with us, but you got to get behind the paywall. $10 a year. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. pennies on the dollar. But you're supporting content creators like us, conservatives who are in the fight, Republicans, libertarians, people who are just free thinkers, who just want to be able to be themselves in a world of theater. <laughs> if you support us, pay it. It'll make a difference. Yep. And it'll give you greater access to the content like this and also to merchandise that is coming soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. But I have to say goodbye because it's getting late. We'll see you next week. Love you. Love you. Stay sane. Goodbye. Goodbye. And good luck. Oh, I forgot.